Now we're going to begin the new shir. And the Rebbe continues. When you take into consideration these three arguments, being a Benini is a, is a you know, it's a Benini in the neck. <laughs> it's, it's an endless war. But you're Makayim Allah of Alayhi Sassuru, which Tadikim don't have. It's a total misplacement of level, right? To think that you should be a Madregas Tzaddik. And the Nachasruach that Hashem gets from the Aveda of Benini is even greater than the Nachasruach of the Shemitah And therefore, Al Yippah A person should not allow his heart to fall on him. He should not allow his heart to be bittered at all. Even if this is how he's going to live his whole life, in this battle. Because perhaps, this is why he was created. This is what Hashem wants of him. To bend clip all the time. I want to tell you something interesting. There were two Hasidim. One was actually much younger, the other was much older. Rabbi Hillel Parachet and Rabbi Eisel Homler. Rabbi Eisel Homler was the Malt Nereb Zachoset from what they used to call the Mittele Chassid. Malt Nereb was a Rebbe for a long time. So we had older Chassidim, middle Chassidim, and younger Chassidim. The oldest Chassidim were, you know, godly people almost. You know, they were almost uh, unbelievable. The youngest in the Alt Rebbe were also the Alt Rebbe's Chassidim, but they were people. <laughs> Rabbi Eisel was in the Mittele Chassidim of the Alt Rebbe. He was a Goan. He used to make a Siyam on Chas every year. He was a Gavaldiki. Fidik ever calls him a Rav, a Goan, or a Miti, Isha Ashkeles. Isha Ashkeles means Isha Asher Kolboy. But the Isaac Homer was not a tzaddik, he was a banyan until the day he passed away. He lived a long time. Could be he lived past 90. He passed away in Tafresh Yud Zion. And it, this, is, this is about nine years before the Tzemach Tzaddik. And he was, he was probably 15 years older than the Tzemach Tzaddik, maybe more. So he probably lived close to 90. I don't know, but he lived a very long life, Abaisal. And um, the Alter Rebbe once said to him, come with me to the mikveh and I'll lift you up to Madrigas Tzaddik. I'll lift you up. So uh, Rabbi Isaac says, I don't want, I want to work myself. Later in life, he regretted it. He regretted how come he didn't take on the Alter Rebbe's proposal. And as an old man, he was still a Benyamin. So Chassidim de Tzalem, when Rabbi Isaac was old, and as the expression is, his body wouldn't listen to his will. Rabbi Isaac was an unbelievable chassid. He once traveled from Hummel to Lubavitch. He was in his 70s. An old man, yeah. And Joe's days traveling was not like today. It wasn't an airplane, you know. It was a wagon. And you slept for weeks on bumpy roads that didn't have shock absorbers. You know what I'm saying? When you went over a bump, you felt it. He arrived in Lubavitch at night. And he, he went to see the Rebbe. And then he went to his dirit, his, his, his chsanya. The Matzadik called in a few younger light. He said, Gate, zet, vos, tutdem, zetin, Go see what is my grandfather's soldier doing. An old chassid just traveled for weeks in a wagon. On these bumpy, rickety roads, they walk into his achsanya, and he stood a whole, he stood a whole night learning nigla. That's given a baisel. But when he was too old and his body wouldn't uh, cooperate, so he fabrenged. He always fabrenged. And if like zidlin, he used to curse himself. He used to put himself down and call himself all the names that you have in Daniel Perikovtes, with such vitriol, with such anger. It was pushing difficult to listen to. As I grazed mench. Because he, uh, my interpretation of the story is, since he had a Yetzirah, he had what to break. Rabbi Hillel was much younger than Rabbi Isaac. Rabbi Hillel, Rabbi Hillel was born after Rabbi Isaac was already a chassid, you understand? He was a middle of a chassid, but Rabbi Hillel was a tzaddik. It's a whole different issue. Rabbi Hillel was a, a rich chassid. Rabbi Isaac was a soldier. He was a giant. He was a general. And Besof Yoma, because he was a Benyani, and the body wasn't listening to the mind, again, this is how I read it, he says, Perhaps for this he was created. This is your job. It breaks it to the 
which is Pshat and the Gemara, which we had on the first page of Tanya, and then it was repeated again in chapter 13, in Pedic Yud Gimel, Brasa Rishayim, Hashem creates Adikim and Rishayim. V'loishiyi Rishayim be'emes chas v'shalom. When it says Hashem created the Shabbat, it doesn't mean talk bad people, God forbid, because they have free will. They are touched, and it reaches them. Things that happen to the Shayim as well. What is that? In their thought, and in their heat, it also means thought. Levad alone, the bad thoughts pop into their heads. If they would perpetuate those bad thoughts, they'd be a Russian. But they're not Rishayim because they're going to constantly fight. To clear their minds from these bad thoughts. To bend the klipa. They'll never be able to conquer and defeat the klipa altogether, which we would call is This is only done through tzaddikim. You follow? I want you to know. You should never view a bainini as an unfinished tzaddik. A tzaddik is a finished tzaddik. Yeah, tzaddik v'ra'ali is a finished tzaddik v'ra'ali. A benin is a finished benin. Because, u'shnei mini nachas ruach l'fanav is barak l'mayla. Two distinct types of pleasures exist on high by the Eivishter. Aleph, number one. Me'bit l'asit r'achar l'gamri. Breaking klipa altogether. Ve'is hapcha, and transforming. Me'biriru l'misku from bitterness to sweetness. And me'chashecha l'nehed of darkness to light. Adiyah tzaddikim. This is a madrig of tzaddikim. And you're not a tzaddik. The and the second type is kad One bends clip. That it's beedo, betokfo, ugvurasa. It's still in all of its might and all of its power. And it creates this artificial pretense, like I explained to you yesterday. Shir, the klipa is nothing. It's nothing, except for a power of suggestion. Klipa comes along and says, "Look what a taiva I am. What a desire. What a temptation." They say, "Wow, unbelievable. How could I not partake?" The, the klipa is not real. The only reality of the klipa is the power of suggestion. If you believe it, you created the reality of the klipa. If you don't believe it, you discover that it's nothing. When a person wins his Yetzirah, you're never going to say, wow, I defeated my Yetzirah, it was no big deal. When a person loses the Yetzirah, I couldn't help myself. But the klipa is only making suggestions. It's making advertisements. It lifts, it soars like an eagle. It says, look how beautiful, look how tempting, look how unbelievably attractive I am. When you believe it, you create the reality of the klipa. Like the Rebbe says in Tanya chapter 29. When you don't believe it, you discover that it was nothing all along. That's such magbiya. It soars like an eagle. And guess what? You puncture a hole in the parachute. It's nothing. But it seems very powerful. Klipa is a tremendous power of suggestion. You're inclined to think, Wow. This is unbelievably difficult for me to overcome. You know, it's like, a, it's, a, it's kikaira, it's kahar, like a mountain or like a huge beam. Rather than being a, a kissim, a, a spindle, a toothpick and a molehill, a little tiny. When you lose to the Yetzirah, you think it's a huge deal. You know what I meant? The foot of us used to say about a guy who goes to sleep and a fly is flying around his nose. You've had that experience. Shabbos afternoon, or the year it is. For half an hour you lay in bed and the fly drives you absolutely insane. You forget it, you get up. No one ever says... Oh, there was a fly, didn't let me sleep. It's always, oh, I wasn't interested in sleeping. I'm not tired. <laughs> Why? <laughs> a fly. You're going to say a fly got you out of bed. Do me a favor. You understand? Klipa is magbiya. It creates an artificial sense of largesse, of being gigantic. And Hashem makes the klipa vanish. How? Through the fight of the Benyani. That if and when the Benyani bends himself, by not giving in to his bad thoughts, he breaks, the, he breaks himself and the Abish breaks the Klippa and he discovers that he was fighting with nothing at all. Says the Rebbe, and this idea 
that a Benyani is not a half a tzaddik, but the two distinct pleasures that Hashem gets, the pleasure of his hapcha through tzaddikim, and the pleasure of his kafir through Benyanim is represented by a pasuk and a zayar, I believe. The pasuk says, Yitzchak says to Yankav Avinu, Vaseli matabam kashera hafti. I'm sorry, Yitzchak says to Ezev Arasha, go make for me tasty foods, matamim. And of course the Gemara says, Yitzchak Yitzchak ate two goats a day. And the Gemara answers, Rashi brings it to Chumash, that it was Pesach, and Yitzchak wanted to eat the carbon Pesach and the Pesach Giga. But the Zayar also asks the question, Yitzchak goes on the Eibish, and Esav goes on the Knesset Yisro, and Hashem says to Yid, I need two types of food, well I need to have fish and chicken, what? Or whatever it is, uh, chopped liver and chicken, what is the Eibish Two types of food. Lasherabim, plural, says the Zayar, says the Rebbe based on the Zayar, Shnei Mini Nachasruach. Hashem has two types of food. Vehi, and this Vuhu, and this is, Maimer Ashkina, it's a statement of Poyachal, the Ebishter, Lebanet, to her sons, closes all the Jewish people as a whole, Kutapisha, but the Kurim, and it says in the Zayar. Ukmei Shebematamem Gashmim, just like in physical foods, Terach Mosheb, a way of example. Yeshni Mini Madanim, there's two types of pleasantries. Echad, the first type of pleasant food, Izmi Machal Marev, Mimusukim, pleasant and sweet foods, naturally tasty foods. There's something tasty and good, right? And the second is which is sharp or acidic, bitter, sour. They're not tasty. They are spiced. And prepared. Hate it properly. Until they become pleasantries. To cause a person to be settled and to relax. Pleasurable things make a person calm. They settle a person down. Says the Rebbe, when you take something which is naturally sharp or bitter or sour, and prepare it appropriate and make from it a, a pleasant gericht, a tasty food, it actually has a greater appeal than something which is naturally sweet and tasty. Says the Rebbe, this is about the Ebishter, the same thing. Hashem enjoys the pleasant avoid of tzaddikim and the transformation of the bitterness and the darkness of the benini in the eskafir. Two types of pleasure. And as we learned yesterday's shir, Hashem actually gets more nachas from the fight of the benini than from the victory of the tzaddik. As the Pasuk says, Call Paul Hashem. Everything that Hashem did, Lamaneo, ultimately did for himself. And even the creation of a Rosh is Liyaimra. Now Liyaimra literally means for the day of evil. But he translates not for the day of evil that Rosh is going to be punished, but Liyaimra means to reveal godliness in it all. Pirush. The evil one returns from his evil. The Yase and to make Harashalei, his evil, into Yaim light and day. Lamailo. Kad. When he repeats the same zayir again, there's an expansion of the glory of a kuchabrichu, on high.